Welcome to episode 16 of Birds vs. Boys. We are dropping on a football list Thursday today. No football. We had Tuesday night football this week. No Thursday night football tonight. Uh, we are going to go around the NFL, give you our power rankings, a little bit of our locks for this weekend, and then we will get into Cowboys and Eagles. And you will get to listen to our interview with Lindsay OK, NFL blogger, NFL analyst, Lindsay with two Ys OK on Twitter. As always, I am KMS and I am joined with my bird, Aiden Powers. He's he's somewhere. I'm around. I'm here. I got everybody on upset alert. Ravens, upset alert, upset alert, upset alert. I'm back on my upset alert thing. And I thought it was a great interview because we switched it up and it was an extensive around the NFL conversation. And it's the first interview we've had like that. So I was pretty excited for, for that interview and how it went. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll get to talk Cowboys and Eagles a little bit more, the two of us, because it wasn't really covered too much within the interview with Lindsay, but we want to go around the NFL just a little bit uh, and talk about the big news that happened yesterday, which was, Le'Veon Bell, after getting paid $28 million, basically playing a half a game for the Jets, is no longer a part of the Jets. Well, the Jets are a dumpster fire, and somehow Adam Gase survived longer than Le'Veon Bell. That is just mind-blowing. I mean, he never wanted him from day one, didn't he say that? He, yeah, you knew it wasn't going to end well when the coach comes out in the press conference and is like, well, I didn't actually want to sign this guy. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's mind blowing. I mean, I heard he got paid twenty thousand dollars a yard as a jet. That is more of an indication of how bad their offensive line was, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't think that's a Le'Veon Bell thing. Nope. I think uh for Le'Veon, I think you know what? That's the best case scenario. Look at Robbie Anderson, look at Ryan Tannehill, look at Devontae Parker. You're free. Le'Veon Bell, you be and Bobby, free. you're a free elf. <laughs> That's like in Wolf of Wall Street. And he's like, "What would you do with the kid?" He's like, "I'd just yeah. let him out." That the you're free. Go yeah, be what free. His cousin. Yeah. No, go be free. Be, be free. free. You're you're free. Go. Oh wow. That so is do, so you, do you have a team you think you? I mean, we we talk a little bit with Lindsay about it, but is there a team that that you would like to see him go to? Oh hell yeah, I do. The Eagles, baby. There we I go. There's this shiny Eagles. new toy. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This is why I want him. It's because he's not a shiny new toy. If Le'Veon Bell were a toy at this point, he'd be Wheezy, the penguin from Toy Story with the damaged hey. larynx. That's pretty hey. much what Le'Veon Bell is at this point. Hey. Yeah, that's exactly what he sounded hey. like. And he was dusty sitting on the shelf till Andy or uh, what's his name? Woody saved him. That's Le'Veon. So, so is, is Carson Woody? I think so. Or Doug Peterson, probably. And then... So Carson would be Buzz Lightyear, and I think that somehow makes Lane Johnson Bo Peep, but I don't know how. And Howie, <laughs> Howie's the claw. Howie is the claw. Yeah, Howie is no Howie is the one in Toy Story One, the baby, the ugly baby. There he is, Wheezy. He's all dusty. <laughs> and then, oh I, well, I could do I could do the Toy Story thing all day, but here's why I want him in a serious manner. He is not a shiny new toy. He's a 30-year-old running back. He needs to accept the fact 
that he is an RB2. He bet on himself one time. It did not work out. Nope. Or maybe it did because he did get his money. True. But even then, like he didn't even get the money he thought he was going to get. So I digress. I think he needs to accept the fact that he's an RB2. The Eagles have been looking for an RB2 since the summer. They admitted they tried to sign Carlos Hyde before he signed with the Seahawks. They are now five weeks into the season and have gotten no production. Zilch from Boston Scott and Corey Clement. At the very least, Le'Veon Bell may not be able to run like he used to when he was a workhorse for the Steelers, Mm -hmm. but he has always been a solid multi-threat. And when I say that, I'm not talking about just running or just catching passes, even though he's still pretty good at both. He is also a great blocker. I am so tired of seeing Corey Clement whiff and pass protection. Boston Scott is too small to do it. He, Boston Scott, I love him. He still should have a role, but it's still it needed to be a Sprolesian role, RB3, change of pace, catch some screen passes, return punts, or kick returns. Le'Veon Bell is way better suited to give Miles Sanders a breather and be that RB2 who comes in and you don't lose any of the energy and he can still ground and pound you. They, they should give it a try. No, they shouldn't. Why not? Because I don't want, because it, it, you're, you're correct. Because I feel like that's is going to be the perfect fit for him, but I don't, I don't want it there. So I'm going to go somewhere else. There you go. Um, what your team? What's your so team? I, we talk about it again with Lindsay and I, I talk a little bit about the bills. I could, I could see him staying in that division, helping out the bills. Um, but you mentioned him as, you know, an RB two type guy, and I could see him going and fitting in uh, with the Chicago bears um, with mm-hmm. Montgomery. They lost Tariq Cohen. Um, they've been using Cordero Patterson as a running back. I can just see him. I mean, he played in cold weather in Pittsburgh. He played in cold weather at Michigan state. I could see him being, you know, a Chicago Bear and and, and helping this team. I mean, they're four and one right now. Um, so he he'd be going to a, you know, the worst team in the NFL to a a team that is winning right now. We don't know how long they are going to continue winning because I still believe that they are frauds. Um, but I believe it would be a good fit for Le'Veon. It would be a great fit. It'd be it'd be a really competitive race to two yards per carry between him and David Montgomery. It'd be really fun to watch who could get the Bears to second and eight the most efficient way possible. But I do have David Montgomery on my one fantasy team, so for that reason, I, I wouldn't want him to go there. That reason, I am out. But no, so Eagles, they wouldn't have to sacrifice a draft pick. The Jets are on the hook for the money, mm-hmm. and you could bring him in for depth purposes, which you have at precisely zero positions. So... The risk has been eliminated. Might as well do it. No, I I, I think you're completely right here. Um, and I hate it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's get into uh Before go- we, we do our interview, do you want to do your power rankings in mm-hmm. ours and get into yeah. our locks? Yeah. Because you actually, you foreshadowed some of my rankings and locks when you brought up some of the teams that Lady Man could go to. So I think okay. it's perfect. So the way we've been doing our power rankings this year has been we've been going from one to five uh, because of the Chiefs and it's but now the Chiefs lost. So do you want to continue going one to five or do you want to go down from five to one? I think we should still go one to five because I think we might agree on one still. Okay, let's let's see. Okay, Um, so I'll I'll throw out my one here. Okay, Uh, it is no longer the Chiefs for me. Okay, because I'm a prisoner of the moment. Me too. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers at one. All right. We still have the same number one. Easy enough. They keep doing. 
I mean, they were on a bye week this week, but they keep doing what everybody asked them to do. Um, and I trust Aaron Rodgers right now. I think he's just – he's an animal. He's, he's on Pat McAfee every week. Yes. It doesn't even feel like that offense has been tested, and they haven't even been playing with their best receiver and a top-five receiver in the league, arguably, in, in uh, Devontae Adams. So they uh, they are a clear number one here. And so let's do number two because we might as well get it out of the way. They might have switched positions, but I think we might be going the same place. One, two, three, Chiefs. Chiefs. All there right. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't I can't move them down that that far. I mean, they, yes, they lost to the Raiders, but that was only because I wore a Raider shirt on branded radio last week. So it was the good juju. That's really probably the only reason the Chiefs lost. There you go. You're welcome, Las Vegas, for for the help from Kevin. I don't think the Chiefs are bad, but you could see that coming. Yep. We said, yeah, they're the number one team, but they haven't looked good. We we're like, yep. that's kind of scary. They haven't looked good, and they're still the best team in the league. But, I mean, they, they ran into a team that gave them a test, so that's number two. Yep. Move on to number three. Uh, I am going Russell Wilson here at three. <laughs> <Are we? laughs> I also have Russell Wilson. Look at this, a power, a, a debate show where nobody debates anything. Yes, um, this is like a, this is like a Rick and Morty episode where they just like go to a parallel dimension. And instead of disagreeing on everything, we just agree on everything. Everything. I had another team there at three, but then we were doing our interview with Lindsay. And you'll listen to that in a little bit. And it made me shift and change these two teams. So I moved Russell Wilson up. I was, I had them at four. Um, they almost lost to the Vikings. But Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, thank God he's not an eagle. They popped on in the last drive and said, nope, you can't get one inch. You can't get one inch. We're going to win in this fucking football game. And they did. And that moved them up to three for me. I I think I know who number three was for you based on that answer. Um, Um, But I I have Russell Wilson at three just because if you give him two minutes in the ball, he's going to score. And it's it's, it's insane that it's almost like at 100% clip. I, they always play a weird game, but they always win in the end. Russell Wilson is my number three. And he just got his 99% rating on Madden. I saw he's in the yeah. club. He's, he's in the club. club. Uh, number four, I am going with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, okay. Had them, three. Had them at three, um, but then I moved them to four after talking with Lindsay a little bit. She scared me a little bit uh, about the Ravens, but uh, – I don't, I'm not putting them on full upset alert this week against the Eagles, but I do think the Eagles could keep it close. Um, but I think this this Ravens team hasn't been playing great, but they still are one of the top five teams, um, and I'm going to keep them at four. I knew that was coming, but it's still, it's still really funny. Um, I have a different team. I, I have the Steelers at four, division rival there. I probably have recency bias because they just hung 39 on our offense, but it's just the, the it keeps happening every week. You know, they're just efficient in everything they do every week. And you can talk about the schedule. You can talk about anything. This week's going to be a huge test against the Browns. Hilarious that I'm saying that because it's been a long time since we said a huge test versus Cleveland, mm-hmm. but here we are. So for now, I can't take, I can't take the Steelers out of the top five. They just keep doing what they're doing, much like the Packers. And that is my number five team, the gold standard. So for every reason you just said, they have to be in the top five. I could flip them back and forth with the Ravens, um, and we'll see what happens after this weekend. Um, I feel like the Ravens have a little bit less of a test than the Steelers, so we'll see what happens 
after this weekend. And my number five is the Ravens. And look at this. Yeah, I know we finally disagreed, <laughs> but kind of. So they are my number five, but it's really because it's a tip of my cap to number six. My number six is the Browns. So I just grouped four, five, six as an easy cop out. Four, five, six is Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and they can just kind of be interchangeable. So the AFC North, Vince, when you do the graphic, you can just put four, five, six AFC North for Aiden and just be done. And then I can be like, oh, no matter who wins this week, I will be right. Yes. So how far how far down until you get to the undefeated Tennessee Titans? Um, Pretty far. But good for them for uh, overcoming the adversity of doing everything wrong, COVID protocol-wise. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't find them in, impressive. That I'll come no. back to with those words somehow. But that they're not going to get much of my show time today. No, no, no. All right. So I have the Packers, Chiefs, Russell Wilson, Ravens, and the Steelers. I have the Packers, Chiefs, Russell Wilson, and then AFC North. Boom. For the rest of Boom. All right. It's time. Now, before we get into the interview and then Birds vs. Boys, to give you two each of our locks for this weekend, brought to you, as always, by Bovada. This is, bar none, the worst slate of football games I have ever seen. We almost bagged the locks. (laughs) We had to have a pre-show discussion just saying, should we actually bet on some of these games this week, it's that bad. It Aiden is was, that bad. Aiden was able to eat his entire dinner by the time I could find two games that I wanted to bet on. That you actually wanted to bet on. Just like look at some of these games though, like Falcons, Vikings, Texans, Titans, Lions, Jaguars. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Washington Football Team Giants, Jets, Dolphins. Are you kidding me? There are some horrible games. This is such a bad slate. This is, and it's not just a bad slate. It's like divisional games. So it's like the SEC is so good, but we're getting Tennessee, Kentucky, you know, or Vanderbilt is playing against, I don't know, like like Tennessee. It's Mm -hmm. just horrible. South Carolina. South Carolina. Yes. Thank you. So we'll get into them. I don't know if you want to bet this week or even watch Red Zone, but geez, we'll try. All right. Let's get into it. I'll uh, I'll let you go first because you had a pick that I was going to pick and then I couldn't pick it, so you picked it. All right. That pick would be the Panthers minus one and a half at home versus the Bears. This, to me, it's not even necessarily a bet. It's just like a tip of the cap mm-hmm. to the Panthers and how well they're playing. And my old friend, friend, Matt Rule, who cares about the players, but he's been with three teams in five years. So they they're hilarious because... Every time you see them on red zone, they have the ball. Yes. It's hilarious. You're like, oh my God, they still have the ball. Are you kidding yep. me? Especially if you're playing against someone who has a fantasy player on the on the opposing team, like the Cardinals or the Falcons. Yep. So, but the reason being is because they don't turn the ball over. They don't beat themselves. Teddy Bridgewater is so much more than a game manager. He, and Robbie Anderson is having a breakout year away from Adam Gase. And they're doing this right, all right. without Christian McCaffrey. They look so much improved from last year. And I don't know. I, th- like I said, minus one and a half at home. To me, more, more this is just like a tip of the cap to what they've been able to do, and they're already overachieving. No. I, like I said, I wanted that game, and I was going to make the same pick. So I uh, I enjoy it. So my first game, uh, 
Packers are going to Tampa Bay. Packers are one point favorites in Tampa. And give me AA Ron at minus one all day long. We have them both as our number one team. Um, Aaron Rodgers is on a double middle finger fuck you tour this season. He just doesn't care. He's going out slinging the rock on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, or Tuesday. And then he goes on Pat McAfee and just talks a whole lot of shit. Tom Brady doesn't even know what down it is. The Bucks are frauds. Um, and the Packers are the best team in the NFC, maybe the best team in the league. So I am taking Aaron Rodgers on his fuck you tour minus one in Tampa. I was very surprised by that spread. I thought the Packers would be much higher. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Vegas knows that we don't know, but well, I think I think you're onto something there. I guess we'll find out. Maybe right. yeah, maybe maybe Tom got a B12 shot, and they know that, and we don't. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll let you do your second one because my second one is interesting, and I think you'll find okay. it interesting as well. So you okay. go ahead with number Hopefully two. Hopefully, it's not the same one. Uh oh, then it'd be very interesting. <laughs> We always agree here on Birds yeah. vs. Boys. All right. Uh, Lions traveling to Jacksonville. Lions are minus three. I wouldn't bet on that game because then I'd have to watch that game. Yeah, exactly. But I'm doing it anyway. Uh, I, I get these games this week suck. And I was looking down the board and I, I didn't really enjoy any of them. And I said, hmm, Matt Stafford versus Gardner Minshew. Who do I trust more? Matt Stafford. Uh, both teams only have one win. Jacksonville sucks. They just can't wait to move to London. Um, and I think Matt Stafford is going to will his team to win by more than three in Jacksonville, soon to be London. I have zero comment on this game and refuse to even acknowledge that it's going to happen on Sunday. Not no really offense. happening. <laughs> so um, my second one. I have the, this is why it's interesting. The Cowboys Cardinals over on Monday night football of What's that at 48, 54 and a half, which is high. But I think I, I look at the Cowboys games and they've had one outcome this year where it wasn't over where both teams didn't score over 30 points. And that was week one. And even that was a yardage fest. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the Cardinals who just scored 30 last week against the jets. And I've said before, I don't think that the, the Cowboys offense is going to slow down with Andy Dalton. And I think like 33% of our show is Kevin saying how bad the, the Cowboys secondary is. And then now they're playing Deandre Hopkins. Who's probably the best route runner in the league. Like I'm just going to take my chances that I, everything that it indicates a shootout, so might as well just bet on a shootout. And it's on Monday night. And, and it's on Monday night. Dallas loves playing in prime time, and when they play in prime time, except for Week One this year, they usually do put up points. There you go. And so, their their defense usually gives up big points. Gives up points like uh, the Odell Beckham over Brandon Carr. That game scares me as a Cowboys fan, and I will touch on that later when we go through Birds versus Boys after this interview. So we have Lindsay okay on. She was great because, like I said before, we had an extended around the NFL time with her and touched on some topics that we really don't get to get to when we're constantly arguing about two teams with a losing record in the NFC East. So we talked about a bunch of stuff, her brand, everything like that. And she also, best part of the interview, she actually gave me a little bit of hope for the Eagles this weekend. So enjoy the interview with Lindsay okay.
Can't wait. All right, Aiden. Uh, we are very lucky here at Birds vs. Boys to be joined by our next guest. She's one of the best in the business when it comes to NFL. Uh, NFL blogger, NFL analyst, I believe a retired ballerina, uh, wine enthusiast. I was going to bring wine <laughs> tonight, but I didn't even bring it. And she is the expert on elite quarterbacks. Uh, must follow on Twitter at Lindsay with two Y's. Okay. The one and only Lindsay. Okay. How are you? I am good. Like I said, I'm a little bit raspy. I've been talking a lot today. So if I sound like Lindsay Lohan, like post Mean Girls, like I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's okay. We get fired up and yell and scream about the Cowboys and the Eagles till we run out of breath. So uh-huh. usually we're raspy by the end anyway. That means there's um, a lot happening in the NFL. So that's good that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Right. There is a lot of things happening in the NFL, especially kind of geared towards you. So Joe Flacco starting for the Jets. We'll get into that. And it's kind of like a unique week because we're recording after Tuesday night football. Mm-hmm. And I know you were very excited that the Titans overcame adversity, quote unquote, last night to win. Oh, my God. Like, I can't. I tried to explain this to somebody like earlier today. And I'm just like, how Like, what kind of message are you sending right now? Like on top of everything that had that happened with the team, like you're letting fans come in the stadium. And like, I don't know if you guys know this, but like, but Nashville is one of the hotspots in the country right now. Mm -hmm. And that on top of everything that just happened with the Titans. And then the report that came out, like it was yesterday or a couple days ago where the GM said, Oh, well we kind of sort of wear masks, like not 100% of the time. Like, no shit guys. Like (laughs) it's such of the wrong message to send right now and um i am totally blanking on who said it but the the video that the titans put out that is somehow still up about him saying like they they hate us or whatever right. like yeah the one right yeah i think it was taylor lewan kind of yeah. right up his alley and it's mm-hmm. one thing where like i mean we don't know where it started we don't know if mm-hmm. somebody went out to a bar or a party and like and brought COVID into the Titans facility. It could have just been like a totally fluke thing. You know, somebody's kid could have had it at school and brought it home, you know, it's something like that, that you can't really help. So I don't know. I, I I mean, when, when a team's blatantly breaking protocol too and practicing at a high school, like, and then they're praised and then Roger Goodell also comes out and says, there's not going to be any discipline. It's just like, it's mind blowing. I mean, they, I had, I was arguing with, like one of the six Titans fans in the country (laughs) like last night on Twitter where he was like, they didn't break any protocols. And I was like, yes, they did. Like they practiced when they were told not to. And he was like, well, the memo didn't say, and I'm like, the memo was put in place because of them. Like, (laughs) so it's just, it's like at this point in time, like it's just such a bad message with everything that's, happening in the country it's just like it doesn't sit well with me at all and i don't i'm not a, like a titans hater like i they beat the ravens last year in the playoffs i still don't hate them but but like now i now i do <laughs> tighten, yeah. tighten down not tighten up or tighten, tighten down, down. It, you're right it's just like an optics thing like you, you have this game postponed and then you let fans into the stadium and the reason it was postponed is because of an outbreak it's just it's optics it's bad optics Speaking of bad optics, let's talk about the Jets, where Joe Flacco is right now. So let's talk about, like, departure times, like a flight. So, like, Le'Veon Bell just departed. Oh, look at that. There it is. Make Flacco lead again. Nice. (laughs) 
Love that hat. <laughs> and then, so Le'Veon Bell just departed. Adam Gase, they, he needs to depart. Do you think Sam Darnold departs in a form of a trade or just getting benched since it's such a waste of a season, giving way for Flacco to kind of start the rest of the way here? I don't think so. I think if maybe he was a two or three years more into his career, that could be the case. But mm-hmm. because he's so young, I mean, the ex- all the the only excuse you have to give is that he needs more reps. It's clear he does. Um, I don't think that's his problem. I like Sam. I think he's good. I think he is just one of the guys, which most quarterbacks in the NFL are, where you have to have a good coach, you have to have a good offensive line, and you have to have somebody to throw to. If you don't have those three things and you're not Tom Brady and you're not Peyton Manning, then it usually doesn't work out that well for you. So I think I'd like to see him in a situation kind of like Deshaun Watson where he gets a a coach who kind of – or Baker Mayfield is a better example. Um, Since – well, I guess they're all kind of around the same age, but you know what I'm saying. Like the younger guys who finally get like – a breath of fresh air and get a new coach in there who actually maybe he might know what he's doing kind of, <laughs> and kind of just shows you something different. Um, Ryan Tannehill is also an example and that was Adam Gase. So um, I don't know. I just like to see somebody who has some semblance of what he needs to be good. I want somebody to use him correctly and to utilize his strengths. And then I think that's where we'll see actual Sam Darnold, the Sam Darnold they drafted. But until then, like you're digging yourself into the hole. True. Well, at least uh, their ex running back got out. Now he's free. He put the, he put the prayer emoji uh, tweet out last night. So give me a couple teams that you think actually may sign him or maybe a team or two you would like to see sign the veteran running back. Um, So uh, one of the teams that I know he's not going to go to, I feel like whenever an ex player gets released from a different team, that team's fans always seem to think that that player is coming back. So I don't think he's going to the Steelers. I think that ship has sailed and I mean, Steelers fans are stupid anyway. So they of course (laughs) would, but, um, and you don't need him at all. Like, why would you want to do that to James Conner? Exactly. So I just think they're, and uh, you didn't even have like it's not even like he was that great of a player for you I mean he, he was okay but you know he wasn't anything super special um he's no Zeke yeah I you know what I wouldn't hate to see him with the Dolphins is a good spot I think um I haven't really thought about this if you can't tell <laughs> maybe or somebody that kind of needs a spark to get going at this point in the season. Like I think, well, actually the lions are a bad example of that, but are, I mean the dolphins, so I'm confusing myself at this point, um, but the, the lions aren't a bad team. I like Matthew Stafford a lot. He mm-hmm. showed a lot last mm-hmm. season and I feel like he kind of needs something else, you know? So I think that could be a spot. I really thought he was good with the jets, but I guess they didn't seem to think so, but you know. I- I could even see him staying in the division and popping up. Not even not New England, but with Buffalo. I mean, they they do struggle to yeah. run the ball a little bit, and that that could definitely help out. Or a sleeper too might be the Bears. I mean, they lost Tariq Cohen. They have like Cordell Patterson running the ball <laughs> behind Montgomery. Right. So that could be another sleeper in two teams that are you know sort of leading their divisions. 
Yeah, I, I really do. My top pick, though, I think he does go to the Patriots just because, I mean, he's a scripted Bill Belichick guy. Yeah, imagine him and Cam together. I know, right? The two like castaways now they're put together. I'll agree with you, Lindsay, on the Dolphins. Not anything to do with football. I can just see Le'Veon Bell wanting to live in Miami and being like, yep, I'll go there. <laughs> that, that just works. seems more his lifestyle. Imagine how many rap videos he can make there. I know. Yeah, exactly. His balcony with the uh, the palm trees in the background. That's perfect for him. Uh-oh, what's he pulling up? Does Bill Mop see? Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee knows what he's talking about. On these things, yeah. So that's seven thirty nine. Did he really just? Did he just tweet that? As we're look at that. Look at Vince popping up. <laughs> All right. Speaking of ex Miami, another one of your your favorites is Josh Rosen, and now he's still in Florida. He's in Tampa. Um, however, my Dallas Cowboys obviously lost Dak Prescott for the entire year. They're going with Andy Dalton now, but behind Andy Dalton is Ben Naducci. Do either of you know where he played college ball? I have no idea who that is. I have heard of him before. Was he on an AAC team? JMU. Oh, God. I was way and he's a rookie. <laughs> J- a rookie from JMU, and then they just signed uh, some dude named Garrett Gilbert who played at SMU. That was I mean, what if, I was thinking of. If Dalton goes down, they're screwed. Any chance Dallas goes after Josh Rosen for a late pick here and puts him behind Andy Dalton, you think? I was crossing my fingers for this because I feel like that's a good place for him to start because Andy Dalton's not great. Um, but I really think, I really think Josh Rosen's like had it up to here at this point. (laughs) I mean, I have. Okay. And, um, I think he just wants to sit for a year and I mean, he's sitting behind Tom Brady and who knows, maybe behind the scenes, they've told him, you know, once you get a couple more experience, then maybe once Brady's gone, which could definitely be this year, like maybe we'll use you in the future. So um, I really think, I really think it was him being the third stringer in Miami. It was kind of like a wake up call for him, but I feel at the end of the day, it's going to be the best thing that happened to him. Agreed. I definitely agree. I agree. All right. We are here with Lindsay. Okay. With two Y's on Twitter. So we're obviously starting to see some fans in the stands. We already talked about the Titans. We knew Jerry Jones was going to push the envelope from day one. And now the New Orleans Saints, who are not allowed any fans because of the mayor in New Orleans, are trying to move their games to Baton Rouge and play at Tiger Stadium in LSU. Give me your thoughts on this. Is it, you know, can you imagine them just leaving their home stadium saying, screw you, and going to play in a college stadium just so they can have some fans? Again, this is so dumb. It's sending the completely wrong message once again. Like, if your mayor's telling you you can't have fans, there's a reason for that because mm-hmm. that makes the city money. And yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, it's not rocket science. I just, I'm so I'm on, I'm in the boat where if you are one of these people whining about not being able to go to football games during this time, then you need to get your priorities in order. Like this sucks for everybody. This like, I mean, I would love to go to a football game. I'm sure you guys would too, but like, it's not, it's on the very bottom of the list for me right now. And I just feel like people are like whining and crying about like not being able to go get drunk off of $12 beers every Sunday and sit next to some fat dude who's eating nachos and dipping his finger in the fucking cup. Like, (laughs) sure, it's fun, but like, 
I mean, it's just not something that you need to be concerned about with right now. And I get that, like the, that the fans do a lot for the team and all that, but it's been fine without them. Like nobody really misses them. I, I and I don't even know how it's pot. Like, don't they have a contract with the Superdome? I, I don't understand how they can just leave. I mean, they have to. I mean, Mercedes isn't paying them a dollar to put their name on the stadium. That's true, right? <laughs> I have a. This might be a dumb take or a dumb theory. Uh oh. So I'm gonna just throw it up to you guys, and you can roast me if you want. But the I know the mayor said you can't be in the Superdome. But the Superdome's enclosed and like the other places outside. So like obviously you can't be in the Superdome because it's enclosed. Like it, doesn't that make sense? Or did I just am I overthinking this? Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna have fans. You you play in a dome. In a dome that can't open yeah. like Dallas can or yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was thinking, but I, I wasn't sure if that was dumb or not. Yeah, no, and it's... most of the stadiums that are or all of them really that are allowed fans are outside. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. places like Baltimore who is outside and they're still not allowed fans. So it's all just up to whoever. But I mean, you don't see the Ravens fighting for this because the, I mean, I don't trust the average fan on a normal in a no. normal year. You really yeah. don't trust them now? No, not a chance. <laughs> I don't trust. I don't trust myself. I'm not trusting anybody that, else. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> so you brought up the Ravens. And I actually kind of wanted to get into the AFC North because I saw your tweet on Sunday and you were saying kind of aimed at the Browns where you're like, I really want to say something about the AFC North right now. So can you say it for us? Do you think the Browns have a chance in this division or do you think it's more just going to be the classic rivalry Baltimore-Pittsburgh in the end? Or does Cleveland maybe have a chance? I definitely think they do. Um, I was talking, I think I might have followed that tweet up with something, but it was more like, if you've watched the Ravens this year, they're not oh, yeah. consistent at all. Like they are not, and they're winning games, but they're playing horrible teams who make so many more mistakes. And there's been luck involved and everything. And I'm like, I'm not trying to trash the Ravens because they're still a great team. I still think they're a 10 win team at least, but I mean, going against like the Browns play the Steelers this week, I would trust the Browns over the Ravens at this point mm. to beat them because I just, I mean, their offense is on a roll, and I don't know what Kansas City did to Baltimore, but ever since then, Lamar's been so off. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, his, the offensive line's terrible. The receivers are dropping balls. Like, the defense showed up last week, but when's the last time they've done that two games in a row? Not this year. Or played both units playing well together at the same time. Exactly, and that's their problem. And, I mean, they got figured out by Kansas City, but – I mean, you beat the Browns, the Bengals, and the God. Every time I want to say Ravens, and I can't. Um, the Don't worry. Yeah. 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 Every time, every every time anybody says that on here, our producer just bleeps it out. Anyway, yep. you'll be okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's like you didn't really beat anybody, and then Ravens fans are gonna sit here and be like, "Well, the Browns didn't beat anybody either." Two of their teams that they beat, the Ravens also beat. So you can't say that. True. Um, I think. I mean, the Colts were the. Um, were the top de top defense in the league going up to last week, and the Browns went in there and beat them. True. Mm -hmm. So this, for me, this is great to hear as an Eagles fan that maybe the, the Ravens aren't as good as advertised. The bad news for us is we are the horrible team who always makes mistakes all the time. So we'll yeah. see. It kind of balances out. I don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, tell you, 
you have to say that the Ravens are going to stomp the Eagles this week. It can't, it can't, it can't be close. Just bury Carson Wentz. <laughs> I mean, he's been making some plays with his legs and the Ravens defense hasn't been great at defending that. So that they're, they're in. No, they're not a dumb, no aren't a dumb team. They can, not that I think they're going to figure them out, but they can, you know, figure out ways to stop them. And I mean, if they're, if they're watching the past two weeks, it's not hard. Yeah, for us, like you said, we're not a dumb team. It's just like a talent thing. Like our guys know where they should be. It's just that they're not there because like they're not fast enough or not athletic enough. Like right. our linebackers like know what Lamar Jackson is about to do, but if and they want to stop him, tackle him is a, is a whole different story. So we'll we'll see. But you do give me a sliver of hope this week <laughs> that we may be able to pull this. I think that, I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think it would be. What's it, a seven and a half point spread, I believe? 47 yeah. is the under over? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, but it, I agree. I think it'll be a good game. I don't I don't know if we win. I don't know who wins, but I agree. I think it'll be closer than people expected, and I think it'll actually be a good entertaining game. So there's mm-hmm. that. All right, so we've got one final question before we get you out of here because this is how we usually end our shows is just kind of debating with one another. So I'm going to pose a debate question to you. It's geared towards Eagles, Cowboys, so we'll keep it that way. The issue that we've had is our teams have been so bad that mm-hmm. our debates have gone completely off the rails. And we usually agree with each other. Which and we is usually agree good. with each other, which is a whole other story. <laughs> so here we have one, another one for you, totally off the rails. First week, Andy Dalton starting. Eagles obviously have Carson Wentz. In a battle of two gingers, who would win in a fight, Andy Dalton or Carson Wentz? And he can say that because he's a ginger. I am a ginger. Yeah, so it's not offensive. Um, that's a hard one, but I'm going to go Andy Dalton on this one. Oh. <laughs> why? Explain why <laughs> to the people. I just think, I mean, look at that haircut. Look at those eyebrows. Right? I'm scared of him. Right? I, th- I feel like Carson Wentz is just like. <sighs> Too much he's... of a loves, loves everybody? Too much? Yeah, he's too nice for whatever reason. I mean, he's got like, he's got like his wholesome wife and his baby, little baby, and like, I mean, the kid needs to go to jail or something. You know? <laughs> I agree. I it. I Everything. Agree. I, I I could see. I mean, Andy's got. I mean, can you even consider Carson Wentz a yeah. ginger? Really, he's got like a shaved head. Look at this head of hair, right? This is a ginger. Yeah. It's beautiful hair. I think he's going to be phenomenal with the Cowboys. He's he is the best quarterback in the division, bar none, right now. Just I mean, right now, and second is Ben Danucci. I just feel like Carson Wentz would like just drop down and start praying or some shit. Like he would, he would grab his hand, and be like, "Brother, we don't need to do this. Let's yeah. let's talk. Let's talk this together." Absolutely, a turn the other cheek type of guy for sure. Oh, well, what it. <laughs> All right, he's a hunter. Big that deal. is true. Yeah. He is a hunter, so he, he does. He goes out there and murders every duck possible. So I yeah. don't know. Maybe wow. he has a, a wild side. Yeah. Well, Andy's not going to be doing quack quack to him. So relax. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, tell the people where they can find you. Plug yourself. Let everybody know where they can hear you, where they can see you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay OK, and the same thing on everything else i guess it's you can stalk me it's easy it's all the same um yeah appreciate it anything you need for the nfl or flacco to help make flacco elite 
any Josh Rosen news you ever need, go to Lindsay. Thank you for joining us, Lindsay. We appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Now that was a heck of an interview with Lindsay. Okay. Huh? Nice. We're killing these, huh? Huh? Look at these transitions. Look we at us. Phenomenal at this. But make sure you are following her at Lindsay with two Y's okay on Twitter. And she, like she said, anywhere else you want to stalk her, she's the same handle. So um, thank you to her for being with us. Thank you to Bavada. Thank you to Stateside Vodka. Also, we have some big news coming up soon, Birds vs. Boys fans. But before that, we're going to jump into the Birds vs. the Boys. So who do you want to go first here, Aiden? I'll go first, if that's okay, because I'll be very quick. And one more point on the interview. The funniest part of the interview to me was her being like, "Yeah, the Ravens haven't been great this year. The only reason that they've looked good, and like at this point, I'm like, all right, I have a lot of hope. I have like we could pull off this upset. And she goes, They just keep playing these teams who are stupid and keep making these horrible mistakes. I'm like, God damn it, wait, that's us. <laughs> and all I could all I could hear in my head was stop making the kid who can't read read in class. I know. Yeah. Oh, I have another I have another tangent on that today. Can't wait. But uh so so I'll 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 be serious for two seconds about the Eagles. The defensive line absolutely has to win this week. I could sound like a broken record and say that every week, but the the Ravens game plan is very simple. Not simple in that it's easy to stop. Simple in that you know what they're going to do, and usually you can't stop it anyway. Mm -hmm. They want to run the ball early. They want to get a lead. They have three efficient running backs, four if you count Lamar Jackson. They have speed on the outside. They're able to keep you off balance. The defensive line has to win and put them in third and long situations. I would love for Doug Peterson to take the ball first. I would love to be up 7-0 before Lamar Jackson even touches the football. And then the defensive line has to get after it. They have to get after it this week. I don't know if they can contain Lamar all over the field. We have a huge matchup, both of us, with mobile quarterbacks. But they have to win at the line of scrimmage. Uh, The defensive line for the Eagles do lead the league in sacks, correct? We did until we did the played the short, quick screen game of the century against the Steelers where everything was an underneath crossing route. So we didn't really get that much pressure because the ball was out in two seconds. But, I mean, that kind of leads to my other point is that mm-hmm. the, the script to beat the Eagles is kind of out there. It's been exposed. And like you said, the, like the, the Steelers kind of helped there. The 49ers did it and the Rams did it too. So here's what I'm talking about. The pre-snap motion, these fly sweeps, jet sweeps, play action, the middle's open. They're keeping the Eagles off balance because, well, honestly, the Eagles aren't that talented. Like The, the Eagles have been exposed. P- teams know how, how to play sideline to sideline against them and can see that the Eagles can't keep up. That's why you're seeing these end arounds all the time. It's been weeks of that. It's like... The kid in Call of Duty, when you're playing and he keeps going to the same spot, mm-hmm. like you're playing on firing range and he keeps going up in the tower. So teams are just throwing a grenade in the tower every single time. That's what it's like with the Eagles defense right now. They've been exposed. So I don't know if there's a fix to that, but it's something to look out for on Sunday. Wow. Must be horrible when your defense gets exposed. Yeah, we're, we're in the same boat, buddy. <laughs> we're, just, we're just giving up 35 a week. <laughs> our, our teams, like we've been saying all year, they're just – Besides now, the Dallas Cowboys losing their quarterback. 
I, I hope for your sake, you don't start mirroring us with this, um, but they've been mirroring each other almost all season, except for the way the Cowboys have been throwing the ball around. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I cannot handle another Wentz injury. No, um, but here's the thing. I, I think the Eagles defense should get better. I don't know if it'll be this week against a good Ravens team. I, I still upside alert, upside alert, but they're getting Will Parks back soon. They're going to get Vinnie Curry back soon. So they're going to be better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be great, but they're going to be better. They're going to be better than the Dallas Cowboys defense, which is will be 31st. <laughs> You'll be 32nd in total yardage per game. That might be 34th. 30. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> because the Falcons, just... the Falcons are 31st, 32nd and 33rd. Yeah. And the Cowboys defense can be 34th. There, there's probably a couple uh, college defenses out there that are better. Yeah. Like Texas. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, my, my last thing on the Eagles, and then we'll get into the Cowboys. Like I said, I don't have a ton because it's pretty obvious what needs to happen when you play a team like the Ravens. But to me, this this needs to be a win. This needs to be a win, and this needs to be a three-game winning streak. They have, and I believe they're all at home. They have the Ravens. They have a short week against the Giants. Then they have the Cowboys. You have no wiggle room in the division because you already lost to Washington. Yep. This needs to be a three-game winning streak. I'm tired of going one step forward and two steps back. You cannot win one game and then have a slip up. This needs to be a three-game win streak. I'm pretty hopeful because the offense looked competent, but it needs to be, and I'm positive, and I'm hopeful that it starts this week. So for you, I I don't I don't know if I see the Eagles actually pulling this game off. It What I feel like it absolutely needs to be is a two-game win streak after this against the Giants and against the Cowboys, because then after that, again, you got to play Green Bay. You got to play New Orleans. Um, The schedule for the Eagles is much more difficult, I feel like, than the Cowboys going down the stretch. So even if you do lose to the Ravens this week, Cowboys could easily lose to the Cardinals on Monday night. And then it's just, you know, we're we're back to the the drawing board again. And then it, it resets and Giants... Cowboys become absolute must wins for you. Yeah, but I, I don't want to be in that point. Like I, this, this you need to, to sneak me now. One, you yeah, you need to sneak one of these out against one of these good teams. Like you just need to do it. Yep. Much and like the uh, the Packers game on Thursday night last year, mm-hmm. they needed that win against a good team and they played their best game. And I have a weird feeling about this Ravens game, but we'll see. We'll see. And I have a I have a weird feeling about your game too. So let's let's get into yours. So and that is good for you because usually I, I you know I, I don't know. I, I had a feeling last week that the Eagles might win that game and they're in it. This game they're in it. I, I feel like they're not gonna be in it at all, which means they'll win. Okay. I'll take so. that. All right, the Dallas Cowboys play Monday night. So we need to figure out when we're recording Birds vs. Boys because we always record on Monday night for the Tuesday show. So do we record during it? Maybe it's just a three-hour show and we just live stream the, the Cowboys game. Or we record at midnight. So, it's up to you, man. Like This, this is your team. This is kind of your uh, your call on this one. So oh, we will we will figure – we might be recording <laughs> at 3 a.m. And you may get that, – that would be the most live reaction from me you'd ever get is right after the game. Uh, Tired but, and delusional, okay. coming off of probably a shootout with the Arizona Cardinals. I can't imagine what could go wrong on that podcast. I'll either be elated or miserable. Um, something that I feel like is going to make me miserable is uh, Murray to Hopkins. 
In fantasy, it's going to make me very happy, but mm-hmm. in real life, it's going to make me miserable because honestly, how do they stop DeAndre Hopkins? Like, do they put Daryl Worley on him one-on-one again like they did with Odell Beckham? Because uh, that didn't work out well. I, I don't know how they stop him. Um, I've been saying it all season. The safeties are terrible. Um, Darian Thompson, guess what? He got benched for Donovan Wilson. And guess what? Last week, they had some dude uh, named number 40 from Oklahoma. I don't even remember his name out there playing safety because that's how bad they are. And now you're bringing the best route runner in the game to Dallas. Uh, Yeah, that scares me. Yeah. And if you want my honest answer to how to stop or contain DeAndre Hopkins, it's literally team him. Triple team him. Yeah, probably. My two answers would be triple team or I don't know. I think this is this is going to be a prove your good game because both of these teams played prove you're not bad games last week. They played the New York teams. Cardinals had the Jets. You guys had the Giants. This week is a prove your good game. So we'll we'll see. We know DeAndre Hopkins is good. We'll see about this Cardinals team. So for the Cowboys to win on defense, um, they're going to need Jalen Smith to play how he played last week. Finally, I'm taking Clown Smith away, and I'm 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 naming him Jalen again for the week just because wow. of how he played last week. Nice, congrats to him. Congrats. He could easily be back in the clown car next week. Um, but he was getting off blocks and he was playing downhill, and that's Jalen Smith's game now with his leg and who he is. He he's not a sideline to sideline linebacker anymore. He's a downhill. He's he's almost a a, a pass rusher and a blitzer. Um, but if he has the ability to get off blocks and he goes downhill, he can play a strong game. And there's a very, very, very realistic chance that Leighton Van Der Esch plays again. Uh, if he stays healthy and doesn't break his collarbone on the second play of the game, um, that will absolutely help Jalen Smith out as well. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are going to have to help out Andy Dalton. They, they can't play the exact same game plan that they've been playing all season long. His best friend has to be Ezekiel Elliott. You have yes. to let Zeke eat in this game and going forward this season, right? It's got to be more of like that 65% run game. Turn it back into 2016 Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they, they don't have that offensive line anymore, but try and run the ball more with Zeke. That will also help this defense if you play possession and you have that defense not on the field all game because you're you know going down the field in four plays and, and scoring in two minutes, try and run this clock out. Let Zeke eat, and then use the slants and the ins with these amazing receivers, the best talent Andy Dalton's ever played with. Yes, he had A.J. Green, but he's never had this much talent around him, and he's a rhythm thrower, like I said last episode. So if you run, 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 and then you use the slants and the ends and you get him into a rhythm with these three receivers, I think he'll be okay. I totally agree with what I think with what you think the strategy should be. And even though the offensive line isn't as good as it was, and you've stretched that before that you can't stack the box or overplay on the run when the receivers are this good. So it presents the ultimate opportunity for balance and that kind of helps the offensive line. So I can definitely see that. There's just no excuse for Zeke not having 20 touches every single week for the rest of the season. And when you are going to throw the ball with Andy and this offensive line isn't what it was, I mean, you got to help him out. You got to help your right tackle out, right? If it's Steele out there, put Zeke out there. Help him out. Put Schultz or the Belldozer over there 
and help him make the, because the steel's not going to hold up all day one-on-one and it, poor Andy Dalton's just going to get crushed back there. But the Cardinals did lose Chandler Jones for the season. Now he's having bicep surgery. I think he only had about half a sack so far this season, but um, never wish injury on anybody, but him not being in there also will help this, this Dallas offense, but it's, it, it is, it is probably going to be a shootout. Um, what was it? 54 and a half. I, I would bet the over as well. Yeah. Um, which means it's going to be a 20 to 17 game. Of course. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be 10, three at halftime. We're like, oh, are you kidding me? This is the most obvious over of all time. How did this not hit mm-hmm. that? Oh, I can see that happening. I don't even want to wish it in existence. Cause I'm so excited as a Kyler Murray, Deandre Hopkins fantasy owner. I'm just licking my chops for an over here. So we'll see. Speaking of Kyler, the only other thing I'll mention for this game, I think both of us will have issues with our quarterbacks, not our quarterbacks, the quarterbacks we're playing, Mm -hmm. extending the play. You talked about Jalen Smith not really being able to go sideline the sideline. Okay, Kyler Murray's still going sideline the sideline. Like the same, the Eagles are going to have the same issue. Like, okay, we don't have great linebackers. That's not going to matter to Lamar. He's going to take off. There's we, we could play QB spy. He's still going to beat Nate Gary or whoever's out there. They play Sean Bradley. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it, it Kyler, that, who, who on this defensive line too, is going to contain him in the pocket. I mean, yeah, ever I seen clown Griffin, not going to happen. Um, they lost clown Hill for the year. Uh, he was the worst defensive tackle in the league, but the best defensive tackle on their team. They've got they've got no nobody that's going to be able to contain him, except maybe Alden Smith. Me, yeah, and uh, possibly possibly Demarcus Clown Lawrence. We'll see. They have to get pressure on him because the more pressure they get, the less likely you are going to be exposed to the DeAndre Hopkins home runs show. Yeah, the show is a better word. The DeAndre Hopkins show is the coming. DeAndre Hopkins oh, show podcast. Mm-hmm. it's coming it's coming <laughs> that's all i got with the cowboys um I, I i don't have a great feel for this game like when they played the browns i knew they were going to lose i don't know what's going to happen in this game and i think that's also because i i don't fully know yet what to expect out of andy dalton i'm very hopeful but i am cautiously hopeful yeah that, that's fair i think that's a good way to end it this is the consciously hopeful podcast. Exactly. I think we can pull an upset. I'm not entirely sure. I think Andy Dalton could be good for the Cowboys and get them a win. I'm not entirely sure. It's the consciously hopeful birds versus boys podcast. Brought to you by Stateside Vodka. Brought to you. <laughs> um, but yes, we do have a big partnership coming uh, by next week episode. You will see it all over me, all over Aiden, and all over our screen. So get excited. And we will be recording the next episode to be determined. So you may see me hype. You may see me crying. But you will see us next week. We'll be around. Follow us on Birds vs. Boys Pod on Twitter. Branded underscore sports on Twitter. TheBrandedSports.com You can find me at KMS22. And Aiden? Um, I have social media. <laughs> 